Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, let's go. Let's drop the puck. Here we go. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott and Kellen Kennedy with me. You're listening to Oilers Now. And it is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Coming up on today's show, uh, a little bit of discussion the first half hour about the move that occurred late yesterday afternoon, second trade this season between the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. You may not like what I have to say, especially if you're a Flames fan coming down the pipe. And also if you think that the Edmonton Oilers should be in on every player. And I do think, I'm going to guess they inquired on uh, Elias Lindholm. Uh, Vancouver's got a good team, and they just got better. We'll discuss that in the first 20 minutes of the show. We're also, what the heck is going on in junior A hockey? I'm actually going to defer a little to Brendan Escott, and we're going to hear a clip coming up from Stephen Cocker on uh, the AJHL teams, five of them, joining the BC Junior League or this BC it's it's crazy it's and again I just I've been accused at times of being too WHL centric focused and not caring enough about junior A hockey uh, but this situation uh, and how it relates to Hockey Canada and don't even get me started on Hockey Canada that's another conversation for another time uh, but yeah we're going to have a some debate on that at 535 today from the NHL All-Star game, the All-Star weekend, Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 605. We're going to pivot and do our Edmonton Oilers midterm reports. We're basically at the midpoint of the season. I have a feeling that there's going to be some good numbers for some of the players, uh, management, coaching, players, all uh, midterm reports. That's going to be Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, and myself at 6.05. And as uh, Reed alluded to late in Bryn Griffith's show today, uh, I will have Ian Herbers, former Edmonton Oilers player and coach, who's the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. They have a huge weekend against an emerging power. I can't remember when Alberta was the power in Canada West hockey, when they outshot teams on average about 42 to 24 per game, where they'd have a 900 winning percentage most seasons. And uh, this year, UBC's ahead of them. There's five pretty good teams. Alberta's one of those five teams, but Claire Drake Arena is going to be busy on Friday and Saturday night as well. Of course, we'll have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get up with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. As we went off the air yesterday, Brendan, the release went out at 7 o'clock our time, the Calgary Flames trade. And Elias Lindholm moves to the Vancouver Canucks. The primary player in return, Andre Kuzmenko, who had a two-year deal $5.5 million. The Flames sent Lindholm a pending UFA at four point eight five. So Vancouver actually gained $650,000 in uh, cap space. Calgary also got a second-round defenseman third-round defenseman previously drafted by Vancouver, a number one in 2024, and a pending fourth that could become a third if the Canucks get in three rounds of the playoffs. All right, here's the deal. For all of you that are sitting there saying, where was Edmonton on this? 
Uh, that is a fair perspective to have. I don't believe for a second that Murray Edwards and the Calgary Flames are going to bend over and bend at the knee and uh, necessarily do a lot of business with Edmonton. And I think that the shift occurred when the Oilers fluked out and got Connor McDavid back in 2015. Okay, Let's just say that there's lots of organizations around the league that would have loved to have gotten Connor McDavid. It's been a game changer for the Edmonton Oilers ever since, and we've become one of the it franchises in the National Hockey League. And it made a lot of other players better, including Leon Dreisaitl, and basically Edmonton won the lottery in back-to-back years in 2014-2015. Now, do I believe, if you look at the track record of Ken Holland versus Jim Rutherford, Jim Rutherford's been far more active. So if that's your perspective, that's a fair perspective. And I'm going to say this right here, right now. I don't think Calgary got enough for Lindholm. Kuzmenko, for me, was being healthy scratched by Rick Dockett. I know he had 39 goals last year, but he had 8 goals, 21 points this year on a very good team, and he seemingly couldn't fit the part. He couldn't play the right way for Dockett. I knew they were going to get a number. It, It looked like they got lots of different things. I'm not sure they got anything really substantive. I got to ask, where was Boston and where was Colorado in on this? And it should be duly noted that this is the second trade the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks have orchestrated this season. Because the Canucks also were able to get a bit of a a different cat, a big cat, Nikita Zadorov, in a deal from Calgary as well. So there seems to be trading partnerships there. Now, if you're going to sit there and say, well, Edmonton's not active enough and they should have been in and they should have been prepared to offer this and that, again, I, I don't know if the trade's... If the Oilers had made a, like, and just so you know where I'm going here, it's my belief that both Edmonton and Vancouver offered the same draft pick to get Sam Lafferty. What did it turn out to be? Was it a fifth? Was it a fourth? Whatever it was. In my opinion, the Oilers should have gone one round higher in the draft to get Lafferty. Because it was with Brad Trey leaving in Toronto, and I think they should have done it. So, but that ship has sailed. On this one, I'm not convinced that if it was equal, they were going to get him. Just a sneaking suspicion I have. Oh, by the way, as we bring Brendan Escott in here right now, right now again, our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. That's the biggest story in hockey over the last 24 hours. What the hell happened to the Calgary Flames? Like, I'm sure there's people that are listening to the show in Southern. I know we have the strength of the 630 Chad booming signal. I got my buddy Mitch. I met him for lunch today, okay? And Mitch does business all through the province of Alberta. And he tells me he can pick us up clear in Lethbridge and as far north as Lacrete, Alberta, okay? So that's all. I know we have people listening in Southern. The line of Lindholm, Kachuk, and Goodrow two years ago was the best line in the NHL during the regular season under Daryl Sutter. They're all gone. Goodrow didn't resign there. The Flames traded Kachuk. They got back Uyghur, who's a really good defenseman. And then they got Huberto, who to this point has been a massive disappointment for Calgary. And now they've traded Lindholm, and they've gotten Kuzmenko. Now, maybe Kuzmenko, you know what, when they traded to Foley coming off a uh, 73-point season and they got back Jaeger or Sharon Govich, a lot of people question that deal. Sharon Govich has been good for the Flames. But if I'm a Flames fan, I'm thinking to myself, 
We just beat Edmonton 9-6 in game one of round two. And if you had told me that less than two seasons later, the Calgary Flames' entire top line would have been traded, Brendan, what would you have said? Uh, I mean, no... Literally nobody would have seen this coming. Nobody would have seen them trading all of those players. Nobody could possibly have foreseen Jonathan Huberto hitting the bricks. He had, Bob, literally the biggest drop-off in points scored from one year to the next in NHL history. So was it Fugazi in, in Florida or was there something else going on in Calgary when he got there because he couldn't gel with the coach? What the heck was there Fug- at the time? What does Fugazi mean? I've never heard of that term before. You've what? never heard you you watch mob movies and and love the mafia and you've never heard of Fugazi? I've never heard of the term Fugazi. Is that just like, he, like they just got it? Was, it was fake. It was phony. It was uh, luck. It was. Uh, oh, okay. Was, no, I've never heard was, of the term uh, Fugazi all these years. Really? You <laughs> educated me. That's awesome. It um yeah it it just was it the real Jonathan Huberto that year and now they can't draw that back out of him or did they commit a whole pile of money to a guy who had never dressed in a single game for Calgary remember they committed a whole eight-year term to him and it has not worked out really at all at like at all I thought Brad leaving I'll be honest when he made that trade that was the trade was on a Friday night mm-hmm. I'm like wow did he ever get a good return on that trade Weger's a good defenseman totally uh, like, it, I'm like that. it looked like he he had saved a situation yes. that was completely falling apart, and I don't know whether the fact that Kadri and and um, and Huberto didn't mesh with the original regime, uh, and that was what set Sutter. them back so far. That is who I speak of. But why have they not been able to reach the same heights that they did in other places? Yeah, I'd you, like to know. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brendan, did the Oilers did they break the Flames in that series? Is it, I mean, like, this show's called the Oilers Out, and so the guys that hate the Oilers are like, ah, oh, stuff for you, sucker. But it's crazy when you think in period two, in game two, the Flames were up 3-1 after winning 9-6. And if I told you at that moment, oh, by the way, you know, in the next two years, Goodrow's going to walk, you're going to have to trade Kachuk, and you're going to trade Lindholm. What? <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's phenomenal to think about where they've fallen off from. But I, I think in the first, uh, what, about 13 games of this season, you could have said that Vegas broke Edmonton, too. Sure. Edmonton has completely turned it around. They are clearly a much more mature and and solidified group than what Calgary had, uh, but not too dissimilar I, a situation. I, I talked to somebody that was close to Goodrow, and this individual said to me, we weren't beating Connor and Leon. So he said, said so, we weren't beating Connor and Leon. And then when you see what the bar is and you know that you can't meet that, well, you got to, I guess, blow up what you're doing. We right? have, uh, you know, Josh Marshall, he's a big Leafs fan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, every time I go on Josh's podcast, I know you've been on as well. I'm like, Josh, until Matthews and Marner get dug in in the playoffs, the way McDavid, 53 points in 28 games the last two years. Dry settled 50 points in 28 games. Bro- high ankle sprain, 17 points in five games against Calgary. And Until they do that, and I know Toronto won a series last year and it was a big deal. They actually, in fairness to Leafs, they played better the year before and lost to Tampa. But though their high-end guys have not been high, you know, doing things like, like Dry settled led the playoffs in goal scoring last year 
He only played two of the four rounds. He didn't even score in the final four games of the Oilers series against Vegas. Yeah, Bouchard, same thing you know, from the defenseman's right. perspective. And I'll tell you what really encourages me is watching Connor McDavid engage physically like yeah, he has yeah. in the regular season. Think about what that looks like and, in Game and, 83. And I think that's why Drysaddle is makes a, a, the quickest transition of anybody to play off a of hockey. He's already playing it. He's already taking guys on physically. So... Hey, I, I I really like Eli, Elias Lindholm. I respected Elias Lindholm. If I was, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. On Monday with Mackie, I said, if you could get a perfect guy for Edmonton, it would be Elias Lindholm. I didn't think the orders were going to get him. Uh, now, when we were in Calgary two weeks ago, yeah, I, someone whispered in my ear and said, this guy is going to be moving quicker than people think. And the appropriate people were notified of that. I talked to somebody connected to Boston today. They're like, the hell were the Bruins doing? They need a center. He goes, you guys got McDavid. You got Drysaddle. You got Nugent Hopkins. You got the McLeod kid coming. I'm like, yeah, but they're all left shots. So I, I, nothing's changed here. To me, the Oilers still got to go out and get a right shot center. They're just further down the queue. And I, I would have thought, you know what? I would have thought Vancouver would have had to have given up a better prospect. I get it, the prospect. What's the guy's name? Breskowitz, Hunter, the the yeah, Kitchener Rangers. He's guy. He's a good offensive defenseman. Okay, great. We'll see. But I would have thought they would have had to have given up one of their number ones. Maybe put Colson because I knew they weren't going to give up their two Swedish number ones the last two years. And for the record, I'm here to tell you, I believe the Canucks will end up re-signing Elias Lindholm. And the guy that's going to move out of there is Brock Besser. And don't forget, Tyler Myers at six million bucks goes away. So. Did you look up the, uh, is there a pronunciation chart on that name? It looks, that's, that's a tough name to pronounce. <laughs> no, no, I did not. You, you had me lost at Fugazi. All right, so <laughs> educator listeners here, uh, top story number two for legacy heating and cooling. Explain in Cole's notes version, what has happened to the Alberta Junior Hockey League here? A league you used to cover, used to do play-by-play for sure with Park Crusaders. Yeah, that's correct. And now the Crusaders are one of the five teams who are officially members of the BC Hockey League. Now, there was so much lost in translation because for the last uh, probably 10 days or so, nobody was willing to say anything concretely. I'm not sure how this ended up in the public sphere in the first place, and I think things probably would have gone a lot more smoothly if it hadn't. But the Coles notes from today is this. The five teams have officially defected. They are officially on the BCHL schedule for games to be played tomorrow night. Um, This is the five teams being, uh, again, Sherwood Park, Brooks, Spruce Grove, Blackfalds and who am I missing? Okotoks. There's your five. They'll play one another for the rest of the season. So they were either looking at unsanctioned hockey, like to the point where the Sherwood Park team played a three on three tournament amongst themselves. They couldn't play Brooks last night. Somebody has to put an official on the ice, I think is part of the problem here. There's insurance, uh, all this stuff. But now that's all part of the BC Hockey League. So for the rest of the season, the AJHL is an 11-team league. The other ones have been wiped from the standings, and on forward, they trudge. Wow. Here, as we go into the orders now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. In these tight-budget times, Direct Workwear is the superhero your wallet deserves. Huge selection, low prices at Direct Workwear. BCHL Executive Director Stephen Cocker on the five AJHL teams officially joining. 
at the end of the day, we knew we had to react when the players, the athletes, um, you know, came came under the microscope and, and had their games canceled. We knew we had to step in and say, you know, this isn't right. And we we knew the only decision was to bring them under our umbrella now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's certainly uh, not not the way that uh, this was. You know, we thought it was supposed to go down. But at the end of the day, the athletes are g- going to get on the ice this weekend, and and that's that's what's most important. So, Brendan, I'm hearing that. Who's, do you know who the commissioner of the HHL is right now? Ryan Bartoshik. And he's a hockey Canada. He's a pro hockey Canada guy. Is my understanding, and there's a bit of a rift here between this. Would we call it the BCHL, a bit of an outlaw league that's not necessarily... I mean, for now, it remains the BCHL. I, we're going to see the Western Canadian Junior League probably as soon as next season now. This is going to get really confusing. You oh, know? yeah, it is. I, hey, can you have an 11-team Junior A league, or is this now do you have to look at Saskatchewan and say, hey, the, the, how are you doing? Yeah, because the Western Hockey League back in the day used to be known as the WCJHL. Western Canada Junior Hockey League, way back when, like back in the early 70s. 523 in Edmonton. We'll come back with NHL today. You're listening to Oilers now. The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline is 780-496-0063. Don't miss out on the $100,000 birthday vault with monthly golden ticket draws. See guest services at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Open 24-7, 365. You must be 18+. Plus. And quickly, we'll head into the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. This text comes in. From Dan. He says, Yo-Yo Bob Stoffer works for the Oilers. Too cheap away to uh, too cheap to give away fridge magnets. Oilers worth millions, and Stoff can't give away a jersey to the masses. People out tree planting to save the planet, and Bob can't give away tickets to elementary school classes. And Brendan doesn't push him to uh uh, to his fans, so we suffer with greedy Bob Stoffer. Signed, Dan. Now, I have an uncle named Dan. I haven't talked to him for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure if that's who he is. It's, it's, you know, what, what can I tell you, Brennan? I guess it was my responsibility to get more swag to give away on the show. We actually do have some new swag to give away on the show, but you got to earn it. And you know who's probably going to be the last guy that's going to get you know what? Someone complaining that they're not getting it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that sounds like entitled Dan to me. Are you from the entitled generation, Dan? Let's go to NHL Today. It is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to, thanks for the text, Dan. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brandon. Now, there is a canned ham t-shirt available for Dan if he wants to listen to uh, Inside Sports starting at 7 o'clock tonight. It's the All-Star Draft tonight. Actually, that's in the books. So, some fun was had, and Team Connor McDavid looks like this. I had Fridge's page up, and now I've blown it. No, here it is. So McDavid, his co-captain was Leon Dreisaitl, so the band stays together. Connor Hellebuck, David Pasternak, Rasmus Dahlin, Robert Thomas, Sam Reinhart, Sergei Bobrovsky, Boone Jenner, hopefully that's some foreshadowing, Nick Suzuki, and Tomas Hurdle. This is uh, captained by the celebrity Will Arnett, who was very funny during the draft. But because it's All-Star Weekend, of course, there isn't really too much news to talk about. Stuart Skinner, one of the stars of the month of January, Bob, nine 
Oh, and oh, 1.33 goals against average, 9.53 save percentage. He's playing out of his mind, but partially because the team in front of him is playing so well. Here we go. Mark and St. Albert says, Bob, I seem to remember that you said that the Flames were going to be maybe even better when they got Huberto and Kadri and Uyghur. I told you they'd be significantly worse when they lost Kachuk and Johnny Hockey. And I was right. For once, says Mark in St. Albert. Mark, you've often been right on this show. And guess what? I've often been wrong. It happens. 